There's a lot of discussion about how to secure the cloud, but what about using the cloud to better secure other things? Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor with Information Security Media Group. And to help me talk cloud and cloud security, I'm speaking with Tom Korn of VMware. Tom, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about the cloud. We hear a lot about cloud security and the need to secure the cloud, but are there other ways that we should be thinking about the cloud? Yeah, I think it's a very interesting question because in almost any other endeavor, we look at the unique properties of the cloud, the ability to scale things, to move things, to bring things up quickly and take them down quickly, to pipe in services. And we say, all right, how do we take advantage of this? Maybe the one exception of that is security, where the conversation, as you pointed out, is almost entirely, well, how do we secure this? And I certainly don't want to diminish the need to figure out how do we secure the environments. But it's a real lost opportunity when well we're doing is extending the approaches that we take in other areas and treating the cloud, private or public, as simply another platform to secure. And there's a variety of unique properties. Some of them are, you're in a very unique position to understand the applications. The fabric of the cloud is a virtualization layer, some piece of software that's sitting in between the physical infrastructure and the applications running on top of it. So from that position, you have a very unique visibility into the application. First of all, how it was provisioned, what was placed there in the first place, what was the intent? You're also in a very interesting position to see what's running inside the guests and on the network, what's communicating between things. You're in an interesting position to understand the topology and what controls are being placed around it so that if you're at a given point in time, what security products and security controls are upstream for me? You have the ability to automate things. You have a fully automatable fabric. So your ability to leverage this fabric to, as a remediation option to snapshot machine, kill a machine, bring up a gold image, quarantine a machine, you know, all those things are open opportunities. You have a unique opportunity to insert and orchestrate controls in a much more flexible manner. In other words, this isn't just about putting a an appliance from whatever security vendor that's on a given link, but rather I need it to see anytime these things communicate irrespective of how they communicate. And lastly, doing security and huge benefits in doing security and software. There's a downside too, which is that you're often sitting in the same trust domain as the attacker, which means if a machine is compromised, their ability to turn you off or manipulate you is very high. That's one of the reasons people like doing things in hardware and appliances on the wire. You're in a separate trust domain, but in the cloud, you actually have a layer of software that's underneath the guest, that's in the host, in the kernel, that actually is in a separate trust domain. So it allows us to actually benefit best of both worlds. You can do things in a separate, isolated domain from a security perspective and have integrity of what you're doing, and at the same time, be automatable and close to the guest. And these are things we can leverage to great effect to solve some of the fundamental issues we have in security. Is yeah. it convenient for us to just say that the cloud can also be used to secure things, because yeah. businesses are going to be embracing the cloud anyway. Yeah, so first, I think it's important to consider private cloud and not just public cloud. When we say our businesses are just starting, actually businesses are actually pretty engaged at changing their data center infrastructure to be a cloud itself. Right. Um, Huge upsides right. for doing that. And, and there are uh, tremendous upsides. And most of the things that people latched on early had to do with efficiency, uh, the efficient use of resources. But um, uh, now, especially with the advent of virtualizing not just the servers, but also the network, 
huge upsides in agility, being able to roll whole applications out quickly, a disaster recovery. There's a lot of interesting and security, of course. Um, uh, but I, I guess I would say this. If you take a step back, let's put aside virtualization, come back and cloud for a moment. The, one of the most fundamental problems, I think, in security today is not a, a particular threat or a particular... It actually has to do with complexity and what I would almost call the misalignment problem. I think if you, you speak to people who've had incidents, and I've lived through one as well, you know, I spent years at RSA, and we, of course, had a very big incident in 2011. Usually you find that a lot of incidents, when you ask how much of this is caused by misconfigurations, misalignments, complexity, versus I actually didn't own a product that had the kind of analytics to even spot that in the first place, you'd be amazed at the incredibly high rate that is it's just the complexity. And that's not a... It's not really the fault of practitioners. It is enormously complex inside. At the heart of that issue in my mind is a gap between what we're trying to protect and where we're trying to protect it from. We're trying to protect applications and data. We're trying to protect it from infrastructure. But unfortunately, that means that our controls and our policies are aligned to the infrastructure. And that rarely means that they're also aligned to the application. And um, the best metaphor I've ever come up with on this is if you Think of an, a data center as a city. And when we used to have monolithic stacks, it was kind of like having a skyscraper with all the components of an application inside that one building. And when that happened, the properties of that front door as a control point, there were two very important properties of it. One was that no one in the city could touch any part of the application without passing through that place. So I had a I had the integrity of knowing that I can always have a, sh a shot at inspecting something that's going to touch something in here. But the other is I only have to worry about one tenant, one application. And that means that coming up with policies of who should get in or out, or being able to come up with analysis of what might look weird is a much simpler problem. But consider the fact that applications don't look anything like that and haven't for some time. Today, an application is a distributed system, even legacy systems, right? Web servers and app servers and storage, you know, storage servers connected together. Now, of course, containers, composed services. It's parts of floors of different buildings in different parts of the city. And any one building actually has components for many applications in it, okay? And we have hundreds of these, and they're all commingled on a common infrastructure. And that led to very flat network architectures, okay? Now, how many handles we have are at physical attributes. Like we can compartmentalize web servers versus app servers and production versus development. But that has not helped us one iota in terms of preventing lateral movement because we've commingled components from many applications in every segment. And maybe the biggest problem it's caused is how complex it is to do security inside. And I'll give you two examples. If you place a security product in front of a segment, by definition, you have many applications represented behind that. And that means the policies inside have to cover all of them. You end up with firewalls, for example, with 30,000 rules. And I don't know when anyone's ever removed them because it's like a game of Jenga. I don't know what, when the marbles are going to fall. But here's another one. Inside, I don't have one service chain. I have many instances of controls. So that might mean that when I travel inside, I might hit five different firewalls or five different IPSs. And when it comes to the question of, hey, what's our policy? Well, gee, our, now our policy is the policy of every firewall that you hit in the order that you hit, depending on the route that you took. It's intractably complicated, which is one of the reasons we don't do a lot of it.
having gone through and lived through breaches and seen them up close myself, I can say you're often struck, even the most sophisticated mature organizations, how little compartmentalization and visibility and control we actually have inside. In my mind, we have to solve that. It's a it's a, a very basic, almost hygiene issue. We have to shrink the problem so that the rest of the industry can be more effective sitting on top of it. Now, you go back to the question of virtualization and cloud. The reason I became so fascinated in that is it's the only way I've seen, may not be the only way, but it's the only way I've seen, practical way I've seen, to be able to create logical boundaries around things that make up applications. That, I think, affords us an opportunity to, as a security team, who rarely gets the chance to affect network architecture or whatever, usually that's done before you say secure it, to come in, create a logical organization, establish least privileged environments for critical applications, and align controls to those things. I think that will make a huge step forward. It will raise all boats. But it's all about shrinking the problem first, creating a level of cyber hygiene, bringing some sanity to this problem. I don't think there's another way to start getting ahead of the curve. Will that help us address the complexity problem? Will that help us create environments that are simpler and thus theoretically easier to secure and manage? 100%. I mean, if you think of, think of a, you now have a critical application, something you're really worried about. It now sits in its own logical segment. And one that if the machines move, it moves with it, right? Because it's, that's what virtualization allows you to do. Now ask the question, what kind of controls and policies do we want on the boundary of that application? Or, hey, I'm looking at a whole bunch of alerts. Hey, you know, all these alerts all relate to that one application. It's all coming from stuff that's related to that. Those kinds of things are much, much simpler problem, right? These applications are not isolated. Things get in and out, but it means you have a skyscraper again. You now have a position to align controls. That gets rid of enormous complexity. Now, I do think when people first hear the concept, their first reaction is, yeah, but I don't even know my application. I don't even know what makes up the application. Well, there's a huge legacy infrastructure, isn't there, and, yeah. a, and a legacy base. You can't just rip and replace everything. Yeah. Although I think a lot of organizations would like to, and certainly some startup companies have the benefit of being able to launch with a lot of cloud-based applications and infrastructure. 100%. And, and, and in fact, I think the whole movement to DevOps and the whole movement to Compose services actually is leading in this direction. Much more prescriptive, much more immutable services. But I think people have been surprised to see how much visibility and clarity they can get, even just from this virtual fabric. Because don't forget, you're in a position to see when things are provisioned, how they were provisioned. You see well, how things are running. So you know, I, this may surprise you and your listeners, but the biggest chunk of adoption of network virtualization is for this exact use case. And it's not small. I can't comment on the whole industry. I don't know all the revenues or products that are doing this, but VMware alone, I think we were on almost a billion dollar run rate for this technology in Q4. This is not small potatoes. People are adopting it. And I think it's early days, and I don't think people are micro-segmenting everything, but it's opening the door, and I think it's scratching the surface because You'll see us over the course of this year, and I'm sure you'll see from many other companies, people starting to think things differently using these properties. We're coming out with some new things around encryption. We're doing some things around detection and response and application attestation. There's going to be a lot of innovations on top of this. And maybe I'd leave you with one parting thought on this, which is I don't think 
there is an alternative solution where it's going to end up being okay to be ignorant of our critical applications. I don't think there's an easy button that says I press this button and everything will be cleared for me, but it has been made much simpler and I think we're going to have to start getting our arms around it. You can't manage what you don't understand. You can't secure what you can't manage. Tom, thanks very much for your insights today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We've been talking clouds, virtualization, and security. I'm Matthew Schwartz with Information Security Media Group. Thank you very much for joining us.